The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we have a thought-provoking interview that will take you on a wild ride through the shadowy world of the mimics of man. Are you ready to question everything you thought you knew about reality? Because tonight, we have two paranormal experts with us who will share their spine-chilling insights on the existence of beings that look like humans but are not. Get ready to buckle up and hold on tight as we delve deep into the history and influence of these mysterious creatures on our culture and society. Our guests are no strangers to the paranormal world, with years of experience in investigating and researching the unknown. Throughout the interview, we'll explore the possibility that these mimics may come from other planets, dimensions, or even our own past or future. We'll examine the characteristics and intentions of these beings, and whether they are benevolent, malevolent, or simply curious. However, we must caution you that the information our guests will reveal may challenge your understanding of reality. They will share intriguing insights that will leave you wondering about the true nature of these beings. You may even find questioning the very fabric of your own existence. This is a conversation that will stimulate your curiosity and open your mind to new possibilities. So stay with us and don't go anywhere. This is a discussion you won't want to miss. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including focused life force energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hasselrick. Tim Schwartz is an Emmy Award-winning television producer, videographer, and co-host of the Paracast. He has investigated paranormal phenomena in locations such as the Great Pyramid in Egypt and the Great Wall in China. He has also written for magazines such as Fate, Strange, and Atlantis Rising, and author the book Mimics, The Others Among Us. And Paul Dale Roberts is a 14 investigator who explores all things paranormal, including the math Mothmen, Chupacabra, UFOs, crop circles, ghosts, poltergeists, demons, and more. He is the HPI owner and has written for publications such as Newsweek, Time, and National Geographic Traveler. He has also authored several books in the HPI Chronicles series and has been featured on television shows such as The Tesla Files, Ancient Aliens, and also The Paracast. And to tell us more about Mimics, the others among us, I'd like to welcome Tim Schwartz and Paul Dale Roberts. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to Veritas. Thank you, Mel. Uh, yep. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate you uh, having us on today. My pleasure. Well, as I was mentioning to you, as I was reading the book, you really took me down memory lane, first with Tim Beckley. Rest in peace. I, I don't know if I, yeah, I never interviewed him, but I knew him. In fact, one of the very few people who filmed a private presentation 
I made almost 15 years ago was Tim. I, I approached him at the end of my presentation and I asked him, were you filming? And he said, the whole thing. And I loved it. And I have no idea what he did with that footage, but that was my first interaction of many. Then, as I'm reading the book, I remember Mac Tony's and the Crypto Terrestrials. That was the first time I became exposed to the concept of crypto humans, or as you call it, Tim, mimics. And sadly, Mac died at the age of 34 in 2009. So, But tell us, what is mimics? Oh, yeah, that's that's really a loaded question there, Mel, because as I have done other shows talking about this subject, I realize that it's it's so complicated that it can be really difficult to convey the 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 proper idea out there to listeners. But the I think the main focus of mimics is that if you look throughout paranormal history or even just history you'll find that humans have been interacting with beings that look human act human but probably aren't now good examples would be people used to think that you know they were seeing uh, gods angels demons in in human form the uh, 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 fairy stories, you know, you have uh, fairies and brownies, the good people, as, as they were called. And up into modern times with the uh, alleged extraterrestrials seen coming out of flying saucers or the men in black, black eyed kids, the slender man, all of these things are part of what what we're considering to be mimics of man what their sources and there there could be all kinds of different sources as as you said at the beginning of this program uh, 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 uh extraterrestrials um uh, uh, paranormal entities from other dimensions time travelers creatures that evolved on the planet right alongside of us uh, maybe with a similar heritage, like a cousin species that have uh, managed to remain hidden from us, probably deliberately for all this time. We don't really know. You know, that's what this book is about. We're trying to draw in all of these different cases to try to find like a unified field theory to see what it is that has been with us all this time that looks so much like us, but but obviously is not. What's your take on this, Paul? And another thing with the mimics is that they lo love to imitate man or people uh, by using their voice or appearing as them. Um, like one case that I had uh, right here in Sacramento, uh, the lady's name was Rosie and her daughter, and they were tormented by a demon. And this demon would take on the appearance of either Rosie or her daughter. So, like, in one situation, she heard all kinds of noise in the bedroom. Things were crashing down and everything else. And she went into the bedroom to see her daughter. And she goes, why are you destroying this place? And her daughter just vanishes. And then she sees that her daughter was actually outside. So it was mimicking 
the daughter. And then the daughter saw Rosie, but it was Rosie the demon because it wasn't really Rosie. So they were just being tormented. And, and it's just amazing how many different type of entities will mimic man or just people in general. So the book is really fascinating because it covers so many type of entities, your shapeshifters, your selkies, your fairies, your tulpas, and everything else. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's an amazing book. And anybody who's getting into the paranormal field, I really suggest this is a book for your library. This is something that you can pick up and go, hey, what did I just encounter here? And, and you find the information right in this book. And if you have to be practical, I mean, in, in, in history, we know of giants. We know of the Homo Florensis. I believe that's how you pronounce it. The, the, the uh, uh, little people in, in Indonesia. We have the Denisovans. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that word. But we have different types of humanoids in the past. So why couldn't these be around? I mean, we have the chameleon right now that can morph into whatever. So what if we have a different type of species, especially when we have so much unexplored on this planet? What is it? 70 or 80% of the ocean is unexplored. What about other territories that may have, you know, some of these people inhabit and they come visit once every so often? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have like a situation, and this is also too mentioned in the Mimics book, um, like over in the Canary Islands, this couple uh, was at this lover's lane. And all of a sudden, they ran into these imps. Uh, they had olive green skin and red eyes. Um, they also, too, sounded like humans. So they would hear this, this conversation going on, and they were walking over to that area, exploring it trying to find out who this other couple was only to encounter these crazy looking imps. And it was very frightening for them. I should what say, is- however, oh, oh, go ahead, Mel. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that uh, uh, the story that Paul just described, the one factor, and that's the factor that we've included with all of these stories is that uh, despite some unearthly characteristics, like Paul said, green skin, red eyes, there's still that humanoid feature to them, two arms, two legs, two eyes. And, and, and that's one of the questions that we pose in this book is why is this humanoid shape so prevalent? The earth has all kinds of different life forms. Again, why human? Deliberate? Uh, uh, were they born that looking like that? Were some of them sh- are some of them sh- shapeshifters? That's those are the big questions that we're wanting to know. I never forget years ago. I used to explore caves, and I remember in Puerto Rico years ago did it a few times. But when inside a a very a cave. You had to take a boat under the cave after 30 minutes of going under pitch black. And I never forget, I asked the the, the, the people who were organizing it, can we all turn our light bulbs off just for a, for a minute, just to see what's around us? And I cannot believe all the things that we saw, I mean, probably insects, probably sea life, but green eyes, red eyes. 
So what if some of these beings live inside or underground and they just want to be left alone and come out every so often? Oh, definitely. Uh, and and we address some of the, uh, the, the stories that have been kicked around uh, over the years. And, and of course, you have the... Uh, uh, like the Richard Shaver Chronicles, uh, where, ba- I mean, gosh, as far back as the late 1930s and early 1940s, he was writing for, um, it was a, a, a pulp science fiction magazine called Amazing Stories. And he first started sending letters to the editor talking about these uh, ancient creatures that lived underground that were at one time human, but were forced to go underground due to environmental conditions on the surface of the planet. Living underground, the species then, as he said, deteriorated, and he gave them the name Deros for like detrimental robots. Robots not meaning uh, a mechanical creature, but uh, I think he just uh, used that to kind of define, say, like a subspecies of, of of humans at that point. But Shaver went and blamed, you know, all of the miseries of mankind on the Dero, who had these technological wonders left over from their, uh, you know, antediluvian uh, civilization that they were using to bedevil us. So you bring that forward uh, into, say, the, you know, the 20th and 21st century, and a lot of the things that that Shaver was talking about, other people are now talking about. They've kind of wrapped it up within the UFO phenomena, but the same thing that there's a possibility that at least some of the UFO phenomena may be coming from uh, an underground civilization that has uh, thousands, maybe a million years ago, went underground to get away from us you know we're not exactly the most pleasant species and if you have a a cousin species that just didn't want to deal with this they moved away so yeah you know, again that's that's one of the uh many stories that we have in this book i always mention the same thing like a broken record underground and undersea 80 percent of our ocean is is uh remains unmapped unobserved and unexplored so what if we have the technology, or they had the technology, and you mentioned a keyword, antediluvian or pre-diluvian. What if we've had research in the past and some of that technology exists? We just don't understand it. I mean, something happens now, deluge, cataclysm, nuclear war, what have you. And 100 years down the road, people with sticks and stones start unearthing stuff, an iPhone, a guitar, or something else. They wouldn't understand that technology. Oh, yeah. And you were mentioning, Mel, you know, different places where these mimics reside at. I mean, my uncle, uh, Jose Causing, was a merchant marine. And when he did a stopover in India, one of the stories that he heard about was the crocata. And this is like a mythical type of dog wolf. And it would mimic human speech. And... When people would hear this, the when this crocata was mimicking human speech, it was sounding distressed, like it needed help, and would at at times actually say, "Hey, help me! I need help." And they would go over into that area, and they would be confronting 
this crazy dog wolf creature. And some of them claimed that they were actually attacked. So it was like trickery to get them over into a certain area. And some people even wind up missing. So what happened to them with the crocata? Who knows? So it's it's kind of chilling because a lot of these mimic type entities, they're trying to deceive you and hurt you for whatever reason. I wonder how there many are, of Sorry, sorry. I just wanted to add to what Paul said. I'm just wondering. You probably have heard of uh, the work of David Pilates about 411 missing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I wonder how many of what you just said might be responsible for that. And somebody just yells at you at the in the forest, "Hey, help me!" And you go inside, and all of a sudden, you're never never to be seen again. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, because just like you have the Alaska, Alaska Triangle where people wind up missing, what, something like 16,000 people since 1978? Now, explain that, Paul. I've never heard of the Alaskan Triangle. Oh, I've heard yeah. of the Bermuda Triangle, but not the Alaskan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people wind up missing, vanishing. There was uh, even like two senators on this aircraft going through the, the Alaska Triangle and their plane and the two senators vanished. They, till this day, they have never been found. And they sent a whole army of airplanes out there looking for them. And where did that airplane go to? Could be like another dimension. And they vanished. Like the MH370 Malaysian Airlines that's still to be uncovered. Well, sorry, Tim, I, I kind of uh, interjected there when you were saying something. Well, I was going to say exactly what you ended up saying, Mel. <laughs> I was going to bring up the uh, the whole missing 411 stories uh, with, uh, with an addition that I've had uh, several people tell me of similar types of encounters while out in the woods where they would hear voices, human voices, calling them to get off the path, you know, come help me, you know, things like that, and they didn't. And then afterwards, they wondered if they may have survived an ambush, you know, by not responding. But uh, but you hear, and and this is something that, once again, I mean, we're we're revealing these modern stories. But if you go back through history, you'll find encounters with these things that. If you would just change the date, people really wouldn't know the difference because they're so similar still. And you know, people used to attribute these tricks to, you know, the the good people, you know, the 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 secret people in the woods, you know, where uh, they would hear uh, voices, you know, calling them from their houses to to come into the woods. And and again, if if you responded, even if you said, "Who's there?" That would be enough that things could happen to you. And um, as well, there have been black-eyed kid encounters where a homeowner will hear somebody at their front door that sounds like somebody that they know. You know, open the door, come help me. And when they do, there's these black-eyed kids waiting and then asking to be let inside. So it's 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 amazing how different, yet how similar all of these... 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.